Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Today, I'm delighted to introduce Cherie Rubenstein, the founder of One Roof, and she is just one of the most incredible community ambassadors and motivators and cheerleaders of women that I have seen, and it's been such a joy to be a member of One Roof over the past year and to connect with women like Cherie, but also the wonderful community members that she attracts, really. So a little bit more about Cherie. She is the form, a former corporate lawyer turned entrepreneur and she's the founder of One Roof, a digital network for female leaders and entrepreneurs. She was forced to pivot from a co-working operator to a digital membership, thanks COVID. And in less than two years, One Roof has onboarded 1,000 members across Australia. She is passionate about removing the barriers that prevent women from entering positions of power and influence. She's a Telstra Business Women's Award finalist in the leadership category, an AFR 100 Women of Influence, and on the board of the, of the Victoria Women's Trust. And a fun fact, Sheree became a mum one week into Melbourne's first lockdown in 2020, and left a few months later relocating to Byron Bay for nearly two years to escape the pandemic as much as possible before she returned to Melbourne. And as we'll share on this episode, uh, well, Cherie at the time was pregnant and, and she's now welcomed a gorgeous little man, Ace, to the world. And so congratulations, Cherie, and what a leader uh, you are being for those gorgeous, gorgeous children that you have. So no, without further ado, let's welcome Cherie. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Cherie. Thank you, Emma. It's so wonderful to be here. 
lovely being on uh, the other side. You had me on the One Roof Live Instagram. So it's my turn to ask questions. <laughs> yes, always nerve-wracking and exciting. <laughs> yes, when you don't get to hold the talkie stick. But uh, I'm going to ask the biggest one, which is always puts people off. Um, but who are you? <laughs> Small. Yeah, and I, and I haven't looked at the questions before, so you're really putting me on the spot. Um, I am a I am very passionate about supporting women and yeah, supporting women to succeed in business and build really thriving, successful lives, and just seeing women step out of their comfort zone and do things that they never thought possible. And that just brings me immense joy and is what I get out of bed for every day and just love meeting and connecting with amazing women like yourself. Um, I am also the founder of One Roof, um, which is a digital network for uh, women leaders and entrepreneurs. I am an entrepreneur myself. Um, I was a corporate lawyer that didn't last very long. I am much happier and a better person in the entrepreneurial world. And I'm a mum. Um, I'm a mum to a two-year-old and I am now 38 and a half weeks pregnant. So there's another one on the way. By the time this comes out, there'll be another one. That'll be amazing. I'm a mum to 1.9 children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. And honestly, uh, you know, the reason I asked you here, Sheree, is like, I don't know if I've said it off offline is the community that you've created with one roof and like what you've just said there is absolutely what I would have said about you too the way you're championing women um you know and it's not just about the business it's about what they want in their lives and setting up that life that you want and not having to do a job that doesn't you know not only serve you but just you know sucks your soul um there are other opportunities out there but we do need support and I think that that's been such a lovely space, but why did you create, I mean, <laughs> really it's the only question, but why did you create One Roof or how did you get to that sort of going from corporate to, yeah, having this huge community? Yeah, yeah I think it was um, very much working in corporate and working at a law firm and in the, in the legal world. It just was starkly obvious to me that there were massive gender gaps and that, um, you know, basically I felt the messaging I got was as a young career-driven woman who wants to be a mum one day, your chance of success is not equal to your male counterparts. And I just couldn't accept that. Um, and so it was the impetus that started the journey of, you know, running. For me, it started with running networking events for women and then focus groups to better understand what women felt were the barriers holding them back, particularly in entrepreneurship. I kind of was interested in, in the entrepreneurial space. Um, and through that then ended up setting up, you know, launching One Roof, which was seven years ago um, as a co-working business. Uh, so we were uh, a co-working operator for women-led businesses and I had these massive plans to create this, this empire with spaces right across Australia um, and provide all of the support under one roof um, to women in these spaces. Mm. And when COVID hit, I had to pivot again. And so I feel like in the last two years, I've completely changed the business and almost started all over again. So it's a constant evolution. 
Yeah. Well, look, I'm super grateful to COVID in that respect because I probably wouldn't have come across one roof. I mean, you, you may well have started a Gold Coast office, so I could have been in there, but I think um, it's so beautiful that, you know, this digital community, um, this digital network, like we are able to connect with women all over Australia. I think there's um, are some internationals in there as well. So, you know, being able to um, take it in that direction, uh, it's been it's been really cool. And it still is, there still is one roof. <laughs> Just very exactly. big roof. One virtual roof. <laughs> yeah, a very big roof. But, yeah, I've, I think, you know, that it's nice to see that your mission, you know, could still be there. And But it is interesting what you're saying in terms of um, having to start the business again because you would think it's just like, oh, well, we've got the community, you just translate it. But it, it is such a different space online to in real life. Absolutely. So are you, would you bring back, are you thinking to bring back in real life or? Yeah, it's interesting. So I we are trying to be incredibly adaptable and I think that's a very important trait to have as an entrepreneur, even just as a human generally. And what we've seen in the last couple of years is it's constant change and so we've got to keep evolving and adapting to those changes. What we're now seeing, you know, so many members said to us over the last couple of years, thank you, One Roof was an amazing network you know, to connect online while we couldn't connect in person and felt so isolated. Um, But now we are looking for more in person and I'm definitely seeing a lot more of that. So, yes, we're working now as quickly as we can to start bringing back more in-person events and to do hybrid offerings um, and set up, yeah, in-person catch-ups across Australia, particularly with our partner co-working spaces. But I have no... uh, desire or intention of creating my own co-working space again. I think that model, I've learned so much about the challenges of that business model. And um, I had capital from investors and I returned the capital to investors Mm. when COVID hit. And so, um, yeah, I, I actually really love and and um i'm excited by the online space and the ability to scale i mean i am a person i'm an extroverted person who loves to connect and be in person with people too so it never replaces that no. but i think as a business model there's a lot to work with when you can scale something online as opposed to bricks and mortar yeah and i think i think there's like that conversation that has to change or it's just it feels like there's still this either or when hybrid is so lovely and those who saw that opportunity it was like look temporarily we're going to be doing this and we're going to offer this and then there were some businesses and you know even in terms of physical classes and things that said oh well you know we'll keep doing online but as soon as they got to go back into the premises it stopped and for someone like me who does travel a lot and you know does you know a digital nomad and all that working all over the place it, it's nice to be able to stay connected and it's nice that I know that I can always stay in touch with with run, One Roof, but there's other networks that I'm I'm a member of here on the Gold Coast and if I'm not, you know, if I miss one month, you know, I miss, uh, you know, I miss three or four months maybe, like I don't get to see that network. So I think it's a lost opportunity if you can't have both and they they can totally support each other. Yeah. 
I think that's becoming the future is actually having both. Like that is the hybrid is what people are looking for. Occasionally they, you know, the accessibility of online is incredible, but at the same time we also crave the in-person. So I think, yeah, the smart networks and businesses are working out, okay, how do we establish these hybrid ways of doing things, putting on an event in person but streaming it, having a blend Mm. of online and I think that's where we're going now. Because even with, um, you know, I used to do a lot of work in the fundraising space and we'd have like these virtual, like there was this idea of virtual offerings, but it was quite hard to like sell that of people participating but not being there. Uh, whereas I recently held a an event and people were asking us for that and it was like, oh, yeah, you can buy a box and, and like we sold raffle tickets and people were quite happy to not be there and buy raffle tickets. But in the past, people were like, no, no, if I'm not going to be there, I don't want to do that. Like, I, you know, it's a there or not. It was like people were like, I'm so sorry I can't be there. How can I contribute? How can I participate? And, you know, I'd say, yeah, maybe even like 20% like have came from people who couldn't be there but bought a ticket anyway or bought a thing anyway and were still able to share in that experience and feel like they had contributed. And so, yeah, even if... Without COVID, there were times when people get sick and stuff. And so now you'd be like, yeah, you're sick. You can't come on the day, but you can still watch it. You know, we can turn, you know, you can still, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to lose my ticket. I could just still watch. You still get to get that that value in that way. That's really very cool. And so you did mention that you're going to have a, a little one. And, you know, part of that support model was, I'm sure, around that that parenting thing and and what you said before I've always I've not felt like I was I haven't been in the corporate space I haven't felt as impacted you know not very feminist to me but I didn't feel as impacted I didn't see it but now I haven't had since having a child even in a very equitable relationship where we you know we do have a good partner I just see how there's still so much unfairness and there's so much that falls to a woman um, which can really impact her work and her career and yeah so I mean how's that been for you I mean you saw it ahead of time before it happened but how's it been for you Mm, yeah look it's it's right I think we're very much still living in a world where the expectation is that as women we make the sacrifices as women we you know carry the mental load we're the first point of contact where we're kind of carrying when things aren't you know, working as well. And, and we're the ones who will naturally put our businesses or our work on hold to deal with the home family environment. And, and it's such an unspoken expectation that just exists across the board. And also what I find when I talk to my friends and One Roof members about it is it's, it's often women who are feeling the guilt of, mm-hmm. you know, the situation where, um yeah, it, it it doesn't, men don't always feel that um, sense of guilt or the conditioning hasn't been the same. Um, I, you know, I guess I, yeah, have a, an incredible partner who um, uh, we, we are also in a very equitable relationship in that sense in terms of, you know, sharing in the role as parents and the home environment. Um so, and we're both business owners, so we have our Ooh. own businesses and we have the flexibility and we can work from home and that's been incredible for both of us. 
Um, we also live in a house with my brother and sister-in-law and their three children. So we have this hilarious commune kind of environment where everyone kind of works from home and can support and carry the weight and there's lots of kids around and I think yeah people think we're a bit nuts but then they're also like oh there's something amazing about that and there really is that because we have that that support so I would just say yeah for me it's it's always been about the support around me and that is everything and and um, you know, when I'm feeling stressed and struggling and like I'm overwhelmed and there's too much going on, I need to go back to my support network and work out, okay, where do I need the help? What boundaries do I need to put back in place again? When people come over, how can they help rather than me feeling, mm-hmm. you know, the like you're carrying it all and doing it yourself. So um, I, yeah, I try not to be afraid to ask for help because I just think help is everything and the support network is everything and trying to budget for that kind of support, whether it's childcare or, you know, whatever it is, um, to, to get that if it's not from family is what I, is really important to me. So you literally live in the one roof life, like, <laughs> I love it. You live under one roof. That's amazing. Oh my God, it's so cool. Um, but yeah. Live and, and breathe the branch. Yeah, I as, am. As Emma, you would say, and me, they're very, a very good brand. Yes. Lives and breathes it. I love it. But you, probably people like coming to work, they're like, do we have to be under the one roof? I don't know. That's a lot of investment. <laughs> no, no, that's this is my situation. I live the brand. You can do what you want. Uh, exactly. just, support the community um but I love that and and that's that's something that your honesty and openness um you bring that out um it's just been you know in in Fran as well who um is works with you very closely she's been very open and honest with the community about her own situation and her own family and I just that really invites other people to come to bring that as well and I have been on some calls where people come and I think business networking has shifted certainly for females and it's like all of that impacts business like sometimes the business is fine <laughs> but it's all this other stuff that I'm dealing with and when we talk about support um, there are you know support services in business but it's like those life services that help you to function and you know I talk about like you know my physio is in my support team my psychologist is in my support team my masseuse you know masseuse the nail ladies on my support team you know like what things do I need? You know, if it's a meal service, um, childcare, absolutely 100% the kindy is part of our support team. Like they help to run the business too. Yeah, I love that. That's so right. And to be proud of that rather than, you know, people feeling embarrassed or they don't want to talk about it or they don't, you know, it's it's like women are conditioned to think that they shouldn't ever ask for help and we should be able to do everything ourselves. It's like take pride like you've just done, Emma, in this is my support network and these are my non-negotiables and this is what's important to me for my self-care and for me to be able to work and do all the things that I need to do and I honour and love that and and I, yeah, I think it is everything. I had a One Roof member crying the other day when I was talking to her about, you know, business and motherhood and the challenges and she's not sleeping and she doesn't have support and I was just like, number one is go and get some support like you just you can't 
do it. You can't run a business and look after a child 24-7. Like it doesn't, you need space and and then you have no time for yourself. So um, I think we've got to get really good at asking for help and we've got to be proud. Like, great, I'm asking for help and it's a great thing. Like I want women to feel like, yes, I did something that felt a bit hard and felt a bit weird, but it's like I, I need help. Help is a great thing. And it's such a gift to someone else when they can come to the party and to help you and to support you to to know that they've been part of that, you know, just all is a thank you and a recognition. But, uh, you know, it's saying to the people, you're, yeah, thank you for coming to it. Like people want to help, they don't know how to help. And sometimes it's that inviting them in, asking the question, but also sometimes being super specific. Like you said, when I first had my baby, it was like, do my dishes or like sometimes it is hold the baby, but sometimes it's come and do the dishes or um, bring me over this or I need to go to the post office, but I can't leave the baby. So can you, you know, either be with him or go to the post office for me or whatever, you know, it's um, like, yes, I can come to the post office with you. Like it's really nice to be, and we don't, sometimes we don't know. Um, my cat is trying to join the podcast. Uh, you know, this mum life, <laughs> fur babies. Um, <laughs> like we, you know what we keep doing? We keep going on holidays. Oh, we don't keep going. We've been on a few trips and because we, we were like, got this, got that, got that. It's like the day before and we're like, oh, we haven't thought of the cat. <laughs> like, we don't have a bed sitter. You're forgetting about your children. <laughs> I mean, well, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, oh, I, you know, the other day I forgot to feed him and da, da, da. And he's like, I don't think you would do that. No, you're a great mother. You wouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, no, no, dad, I'm talking about the cat. <laughs> he's like, oh, I wouldn't think you'd forget to feed your child. And like, no, no, we're not there yet. Um, just, just the cat. Don't worry, guys. I'm not a negligent fur parent. He did get fed in the no. end. <laughs> yeah, you know, the cat has needs as well. Gosh, it's just this moment. As soon as everyone else leaves, the cat jumps on. It's it's all go. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've also seen you, um, you know, we talked it, uh, on my, when I came and talked to you about, sharing and I mean you really really open but like was there were you always like that or was like there a decision when you sort of went yeah I'm going to share my life as well and you know this obviously not all of it but you do share quite openly about your journey and and what you're going through was there a real decision in that Mm, yeah I think it definitely was sparked from having work having worked in a in a corporate top tier law firm environment where I felt that it was all about perfectionism at all costs and you know when I it was like the outward the way everybody showed up was like I've got my shit together and I've got this sorted and I can do this and it's all perfect and then kind of behind the scenes when we'd go for social events and drinks and catch-ups it was like so obvious that people were struggling and I I couldn't reconcile the two and I just felt like the demands on this like perfectionist way of being um, and putting on a front and not bringing your whole self to work, I just didn't see that as being 
encouraging of people being their best selves. And so I remember thinking when I, you know, leaving this environment, I want to do everything I can to encourage women to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that for me is also just been, I have, you know, I have my own nerves and fears and anxieties and like public speaking for me was a big thing that I've really had to overcome. And there's been constant nerves and anxieties and, um, and so I, I think there was also a bit of a therapeutic kind of um, thing for me in sharing meant that I kind of called out the anxieties that I was having and it lost its power by sharing it. And I realized mm-hmm. that and I realized that it supports others because it gives them the permission to talk about their own fears and anxieties too. And so over the years, it's just I've seen the value and benefit and so I keep doing it and I keep showing up and sharing and it's a very strong value, core value of mine and of of One Roof, which is around that courage and vulnerability and willingness to share. And Brené Brown's really led that kind Mm -hmm. of leadership, you know, movement and I just believe in it so wholeheartedly and see it and I just want to you know I I want to create a space where other women feel comfortable to show up and share their shit and their own you know limiting beliefs and let's like call it out and then help lose the power and the fear and the anxiety just by sharing it and knowing there's a room where you can be yourself like it's a game changer and it minimizes the shame that we carry when Mm -hmm. we walk around don't talk about it so I'm just so big on it yeah that's yeah it's still it's still very brave of you and I love that it was such a conscious decision um you know to to do that and it's, it takes work, doesn't it? It still takes work to continue to do that. I think that people, once they see, you know, people might, who would know you here, like you're nervous speaking because you're on lives once a week and you're hosting these little conferences and, you know, you're at the helm sort of thing. So people just get this impression that, oh, they don't feel fear and they don't feel worry or anxiety or nerves or, you know, yeah, she's running a business, so she's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and it's such a misguided view. I think I somewhere along my, I think I used to have this deep belief that successful people just didn't feel like they were like robots, you know, they don't feel scared, they don't get nervous. Like I, my nerves come out as, you know, hot flushes and my cheeks go red and I get a dry mouth and I, you know, and so I always just thought, oh, successful people just never feel any of that. They're just like, show up, never, never a, a, a hair out of place. Everything's in order and they can just, you know, be ro- robot-like. Um, and then there was just some realisation that that's just bullshit and of course I get nervous everybody does and it just comes out in different ways for different people and that was a real moment for me of like okay cool like I can be nervous and anxious and still try to be successful like it's not a measure of success and so um, that was just a big realization that I really want to offer to others and so yeah I speak on like hundreds of stages online offline whatever and I still shit myself every single time, like without fail. It's like, yeah. And so it's important for people to know that. Yeah. And I think it's it's grounding as well. Like, I don't know. I always feel like 
those nerves or that it, it means you care it means it's important it's that uh reality like this is important of course I'm going to care about it and be concerned about it but it's just it is so funny I get it often you know what you're scared or like you're worried or like it's like uh yeah because I'm a human and just because you know I I enjoy the stage um you know it doesn't mean but when you put yourself out there and you're putting yourself forward as yourself as your name uh with your name of course there's always a thing of like Nobody loses that. What are people going to think of me? Uh, what if this happens? What a da da da. Like, of course, those things, it's just that maybe they don't defeat. You know, we have the other side of the talk of going, okay, we'll give it a try, or, you know, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? Or there's, there's ways, maybe coping measures or experience, past experience, flexing that muscle over and over yeah. builds yeah. that of going, well, okay, but, you know, it's still going to have the feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, exactly. And I think there's immense value in sitting in the discomfort, you know, again, it's a Brené Brown thing around being in the arena and showing up and knowing that you're giving it life a shot is scary and hard and nerve wracking. So those fears are totally normal and human and we all have them. And so it's actually just a reminder of like, cool, I'm in the arena. I'm giving it a go. Like that feels awesome. I want to go for that. Even if, you know, I fail at it or even if I, yeah. And, And so the nerves are an important part of the journey. And, you know, that thing of failing as well, I think we're, when you're such a high achiever and we do put these expectations on ourselves, you know, I what we declare a failure in someone else's eyes would be totally amazing. It's just that the goal is high or the bar, can, you know, the bar continues to rise. So then it does feel like, oh, we're not achieving that when taking that time to reflect. It's like you're actually doing something amazing. It's just that, yeah. High, high achievement, high ambition, um, step back and look at the reality of it. it's like, wow, you know, yes, the, the giving it a go and actually having having a try, that is such a huge part. And I think that um, you're inviting so many people to do that and showing them um, that it's possible because there are other people and you don't have to be, I think that, like success has to be this big, huge, like only when you get to this status and only these few people have true success it's like success is is what you choose it to be and if that's living the life and not doing the thing that you didn't want to do that's success absolutely no oh gosh I love you (laughs) now do you have any challenges in terms of like you like we've talked about you do show up as yourself um you you have the business brand but like shop as Sheree as well do you find any challenges in terms of yeah I guess is there like sort of a separation because you're like the one roof person with your own personal brand and how you bring that into the business um no I I'm very comfortable and I think that you know I don't have challenges in terms of how I show up or how the business shows up I think the values are very aligned I think it works really well because I am my target audience like I am an entrepreneur trying to build a business trying to work it all out in the same way that most of our members are so that's like a nice synergy that works very well um I think it's more just 
spending the time and taking the time to do the thought leadership and put myself out there and get more of the PR. I think the challenge comes in in just working out kind of where to put energy into thought leadership and PR um, and kind of coming up with good angles and and Mm. being able to you know, utilize that for the business and for the work that we're doing. And I think probably also um, something I'm very conscious of is I I never want to lose the, or I, I guess, um, you know, I don't just want to be a personal brand. Like that, it's very important to me that there's a business that I am, working on that is um, scaling and that my personal brand is feeding into that business. I never just want to be a personal brand in and of itself. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely shy away and don't think about things like writing a book or, you know, having like a personal kind of brand on Instagram or whatever that that builds up that becomes more than one roof so that's probably just an interesting thing that I've always had that I really value um having a personal brand but in the interest of building something more that than just myself and that is at the moment that is one roof and that is the network and that is the the business and that is what I see my personal brand as being geared towards and supporting that's so um considered and Mm. like that is so wonderful that you've given it that much thought and what you said about the like how to continue with the thought leadership and the the PR is is so interesting when it you know but with that angle of of the business and I think so often what's misconstrued when I talk to people about their brand is like I don't want to be an influencer (laughs) like I don't want to be I don't even, even it's like I don't want to be on stage and it's like but you don't even have to do that it's it's just that you know understanding that your personal power and your personal connections and the person that you are can can as you've just so clearly eloquently beautifully put can drive your business and can support your business and of course it's you created the business of course it's connected to your values um, it's such a beautiful way to look at it. And then it's like, that's why I'm doing it. It's, it is for something bigger than me. It's not just, I'm going to build myself up so I can just be like, amazing. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah, there is a real strength in it. And I think you do it very harmoniously and very beautifully and very authentically. Mm, thank you. I love it. Well, um, I'm going to let you go because you probably are going to have a baby right now so I don't want to interrupt that um, so you know noises. in like, <laughs> just, like just starts breathing heavily I'm like this has got to uh, we need to tell people how to contact you please stay no I can always yeah. do that after if you have to run but <laughs> just um so congratulations uh welcome baby because you will be like, like here when this comes live which is very exciting to think about but please tell us how can uh, we connect with you or, or connect with One Roof or both? Yeah, so our website is weareoneroof.com and then our socials are We Are One Roof. We're very 
um, active on Instagram and, um, yeah, constantly kind of posting about the events and programs and offerings that we have and, and about our members. And like Emma said, doing Instagram live interviews with our members and showcasing their successes and what's going on for them. Um, yeah, and I guess hello at weareoneroof.com is our email. So if you have questions about the membership and network or events and things we have coming up, get in touch. We have a beautiful team. We're very lean. There's okay. not many of us, but we do our best and we go above and beyond and we they will do. get back to you as, yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, and as a member, I can totally um, absolutely back all of that. So generous such a personalized um service and a beautiful community and quite different to networks that I've been a part of um I just think the generosity of the way that you support the community and the opportunities that are there if you choose to show up and um choose to take them because they're there like and if you're listening you're already a one roof member please go and have a look because there are so many opportunities that you might not already have taken advantage of um that's the benefit um least of which are the beautiful connections with the members yeah thank you and thank you emma for being such a great member and contributor and supporter and advocate and connector is your um you do really amazing work oh i love it thank you look at this little love fest all right thank you for being here today Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at Lovely Comms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.